Hi there. Welcome back to Two Gays and a Digimon Podcast. And we are Two Gays, and this is a Digimon Podcast. Indeed. That is the name of the show. Mm-hmm. An accurate one. It's kind of funny how that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> In this episode, we'll be covering episodes 7 through 9 of Digimon Adventure 02, mm-hmm. the English job that's available on Hulu. And what a trio of episodes they were. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, many a thing happens in these three episodes, so Mm -hmm. we have a lot to talk about today. We do. Um, So let's start off with episode seven. Should we recap quickly where we're at? So right now where we're at in the story is that the Digidestined have, uh, a new team of Digidestined has emerged. Uh, Davis, Cody, Yo Lee, and returning from season one, TK and Kari. Mm -hmm. And they are fighting the Digimon Emperor who is the series' first human villain that the audience knows to be a boy genius named Ken Ichijoji. And he is enslaving the Digimon of the digital world with the use of his dark rings and preventing Digivolution from our Gen 1 Digimon with the control spires. Mm -hmm. So the new Digimon, Vimon, Hawkmon, and Armadillomon, are uh, able to use the power of armor Digivolution to uh, defeat the control spires, and then also uh, Padamon and Gatamon can do that as well. So now uh, we are in an arc where the mission is to destroy the control spires. And liberate the digi world. And liberate the digital world. And we've kind of been seeing the original Digidestined help out when they can. But uh, we've, I think we, we've seen all of them now. All of them have come to the digital world. Yeah to uh, yeah. help so in each in like an individual episode now we're going to move on and the new kids are going to do some stuff so we're going to start with episode 7 mm-hmm. which is called Guardian Angel in the dub which again is what we're watching and Hikari's memory in the Japanese Hikari being Kari's name in Japanese um, this is a scenario where I feel like the original title is actually more appropriate for what happens in the episode. Yeah, this episode's about Kari a lot. Because I I have a feeling the guardian angel refers to Anjuman. Mm-hmm, probably. And he's only in a little bit of this episode, so. Yeah, or Anjuman, but she's not in it at all. Yeah. Um, so, what were you going to say? I was going to say... We start with two things, one nice and one not nice. Well, my first note is on the intro to this episode. So is mine. That Yo Lee is doing the narration. Yes, uh, Yo Lee, our, our sapphic icon. Yeah, and she talks about... She also, uh, she talks about, because the last episode, uh, the, the new kids met Mimi, who is uh, our queen here at Two Gays Pod. Um, and Mimi now lives in America, and she came back to visit... And had an adventure in the digital world with Yoli and Hawkmon and Palmon. And Yoli says that she wishes Mimi could stay here forever. She almost feels like they're sisters. And I'm like, yeah, right. Sisters. Yeah, sisters. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, bisexual. Yeah. Why'd you say it so, like, a filthy? This is, um, we support all, all sexual identities here at Two Gays Pond. We do. Okay, so what's your next note? Um, that the other thing we start this episode with is Davis being a dick again. 
Okay. What like, like do you have a specific yeah, reference? Yeah, they're like they're they're they they're taking out a bunch of spires and then there's one that there's like too many Digimon to they can't do it. Like there's just too many Digimon there, like we have to regroup or whatever. And Dave's is like, No, we should keep fighting and like literally it takes like six people being like, No, we sh-. it's like Kari's like, We should run and then, and then it's like uh, TK's like, we should run, and it's like Matt or who, Ty or who, whichever well, original I think we, we actually we, run. we actually start off this episode with a little bit of a montage yeah. of like Izzy being the guy in the chair um, kind of directing everybody where to go and uh, we see like Sora and Bergeron take down a control spire we see um uh, Greymon and Garurumon, and there's a, some reference uh, with Matt and Ty and Greymon and Garurumon, and like we get it, they're really cool. Okay, we get it. <laughs> and so then uh, we are in a city area, right? Which feels vaguely like the Machine Dramon era uh, area from the first season in the Dark Masters arc, mm-hmm. and the Digidestined are fighting Gardromon, um, who are like cool steampunk robot looking guys. They kind of look like the robot from Chrono Trigger, Chrono, um, if anyone knows that game. Um, so I think this is another cool new area. I do too. And then Davis ruins it by being annoying. He doesn't ruin it, but like Davis. Oh, I do have a note about this Davis being annoying. He, like, they're, they say that he, they're like, oh, there's too many people, there's too many, we have to regroup and come back, and they finally convince Davis to do it, because he's like, there's so many of them, and then Yo Lee says, wow, you counted all of that without taking off your shoes and socks. Yeah, I like, like, there the, must be hundreds. I like that the, um, the dub people decided that a way to make the show more American was let's just bully Davis. <laughs> and rightfully so. He, he needs would... to be bullied. Uh, but in this instance, we see Davis doesn't automatically agree with Kari. That's true. Yeah. And we see them escape well, through the TV, um, except Gardramon, under the Emperor's control... Um, blows up the TV before Kari can escape. So Kari and Gatamon are trapped in the digital world. Yeah. But it's okay, because she can text. She can text, and um, they can't just jump right back in because the TV's destroyed, so they don't have a portal right where she is. So they can't just jump right back into... Yeah, so they can't go back and save her, and she can't get out right now. Yeah, so they have to go to a nearby one. But, but... first, I had some things to say. Um, Kari texting on this weird, like, Digivice or, like, Digitex thing that looks like a PS1 uh, gives very the same vibes as, um, Kelly Rowland in that one, (laughs) um, music video where she texts using Microsoft Excel. Yeah, she just types out a message in Excel and then looks at it and is like, Man, why hasn't he responded? And it's like, what? Girl. Um, and we see that Davis and TK kind of get into an argument over who, like, 
over Kari being trapped in the digital world because God forbid Kari do anything for her damn self. <laughs> That's what gets me is that like we're gonna see later on that like some of the girl characters are really like we're gonna see also later on like way down the line in other seasons that like yes this is a show for boys but I kind of felt like at least Mimi was really involved in the story. Yeah. Like, Mimi had a lot of character moments in the first season, and that's not, like, like uh, yes, I'm a stan forever, ride or die, that's my girl, but she was involved in the plot. Even if it wasn't, like, Mimi is defeating this villain, Mimi is going, uh, Mimi is mourning the loss of their friends. Mimi is going to recruit the uh, ally Digimon to fight in the final battle. Like, um... Here, Yoli, we see Yoli being very proactive. Yeah. Uh, and she's not getting sidelined like Sora did, and she's not a damsel in distress like Kari is. Kari is more experienced at being a Digidestined than any of these new kids are. The only one more experienced her in this new team is TK. TK. And Kari, like, why can't, why couldn't we see Kari? So we, like, you, um, but it's, anyway... It's it's Cody who tells them to knock it off of this argument. Yeah. And that they are going to have to rescue Kari. And the way to do that is what you said, is that they have to go to an area outside of... An area nearby the city. Because the city is... In a dome. In a dome, which later on TK doesn't know what that is called. Um, Wait, really? Yeah, TK says something like, it looks like one of those... Things, things where you, you shake, shake and all Christ this all at Christmas time and we're like a snow globe, TK. Yeah, does TK not know what a dome or a snow globe no, is? No, yeah. But do? Davis admits that uh, Cody is right right away. Yeah. And Davis said something like mean to Cody too. He was like you pip he called him like a pip squeak or something like that. No, he said that that for being a uh, uh, Yoli says that for being so young, Cody is very wise. Yeah. Um and I agree, Cody is the only one that makes any goddamn sense. Yeah. Even though I really like Yoli, she is very dramatic. Yeah, we see more of that next episode, too. She's a little crazy. Um, so, but look, I was saying earlier, is that why couldn't Kari escape the city and, like, save her damn self? I know. So instead, we have this complex plan where Davis and TK are going to go into back into the digital world to save Kari. And Yoli's like, all right, well, I'm going too. And then Cody's like, we can't go. We have to create a diversion. We have to tell their parents where they are. But, like, not where they But are. not really. We have to call Ty yeah. and Matt. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have Ty and Matt go lie on our, their, our friend's behalf. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. But the main plot of this episode, to me at least with the first part, is Davis and TK learn to be friends. Yeah, while also both rescuing Kari, who's clearly, like, the mm -hmm. love triangle. And, uh, Patamon makes a comment about that, oh, these two, like, get really weird around Kari, and Vimon says something about human girls make human boys go a little crazy. So yeah. Vimon doesn't understand heterosexuality. No, he doesn't. And you know what? We here at Two Gays Pod don't really understand <laughs> it either. 
But we're here to support you. Wait, but before Padamon says that, Davis tries to pull a fast one. Oh, yeah. Which is another dick move. Davis jumps right in with a whole plan. He's like, well, they're, they're arguing about who's going to go in to rescue Kari, which is dumb, because, like, why are they both there if only one of them's going to rescue Kari? And so then Davis Especially is like... Especially because they were overwhelmed by the numbers of Gardramon. Yeah, and then Davis is like, well, how about this? We'll flip a coin for it. I call Tails. I have a coin right here. I'll flip it, and if it's Tails, I go get Kari. Oh, look, I flipped it. Oh, it's Tails. I'm going to go get Kari. And then TK's me like, dude, it's a two-sided. You, it's a coin that says Tails on both sides. Yeah, I'm not stupid. But I, which TK that, reveals that he used to beat Matt with the same trick. Yeah. So Which, like, yeah. But Davis is so... Like, of course Davis just carries around a, two, a coin with two well, tails he's got a on him at all the time. peanut butter and jelly bean sandwich. Well, he has to swindle people all the time, apparently, because that's his only way of getting what he wants. I he don't just be think nice so. To well, here's my theory, is that maybe... Because remember how mad I got about uh, Kari, especially being so mean to Davis about not getting along with his sister. Yes. I, maybe June is an asshole. Maybe. And, uh, maybe... She's, yeah. Maybe, like, she got all the attention when they were kids. Bish, that's June. Bish, that's June. Don't worry, I'll, I put the clip in the last one, so I'm gonna put it in the other one here. Good. Um... Maybe she got all the attention, and that's why Davis is so obnoxious. Because he's trying to, like, ma- make up for that attention he's yeah, not getting. Yeah, but she's also obnoxious. Yeah, I think it's hereditary. I think Maybe their the, parents suck. I yeah. think their whole family is obnoxious, probably. But anyway, um, my next note is just that Neferti Mon is so freaking cool. Yeah. I, like, I think there's something about Neferti Mon's design that is so, like... Elegant. It's the hair, like the metal hair. But it's because it's like, no, Ferdimon has like a stone carved face. Yeah. And then like a kind of like Egyptian like pharaoh. And then her hair, like headdress. Her wings don't flap. I don't think. I think she just kind of like sails through the. Yeah, neither do Pegasus Mons though, because that takes money. Oh. (laughs) Pegasus Mons at least flap when he does his star shower attack. Because Padamons flap all the time. Kinda, yeah, but yeah. again, it takes money to animate them flapping. Yeah. Um, um, does this happen before or after we get the montage of them telling Ty? We we're not at that part yet. Okay. So, I just wrote poor Worm Mon, so Ken probably said something douchey to Worm Mon. Yeah. Oh, did we talk oh. about how Patamon helps them get into the Dome City? Yeah. Well, because... Oh, we're not there yet. Oh, okay. Um, so we start, we start seeing the, this bit of Cody and Yoli going to, uh, tell the parents about, or tell the uh, Ty and Matt about how TK and Kari are still in the digital world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoli's parents are so funny. Yeah, she's ruining the family business. Single-handedly, she's ruining the family business. So, Cody tells Ty, and then, I'm assuming Yoli tells Matt... Yeah. Um, and then Matt and Yoli meet up. Matt and Ty meet up with Cody and Yoli. Well. And then, um, well, because Ty took care of telling his parents where Kari was. And then he was like, well, I gotta go help Kari with the Yeah, but Matt doesn't go, Matt goes to tell June. I'm not, we're not there yet. 
You just said Matt meets up with Cody and... No, he meets up with them first. What? Because I, I have a note in here about how Ty leaves and then Matt's like, oh shit, I left Mimi on hold and I didn't yeah, get why they... because that's the next line that we have. That's before he goes to see the sister. Yeah. So what I was saying, anyway, is that they all meet up and decide that Otaya is already taking care of his parents and Kari, mm-hmm. and Matt is going to go... Ty was going to go talk to Davis's parents. Okay. But Matt was like, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. And then there's some dub line about Matt being on the phone with Mimi from in America, and he left her on hold. Why did they include that? Yeah, I wrote that too. I was like, what was the point of that line? What was the point about of that? Because he, he's like got a panicked look on his face and then he runs. And I was like, why couldn't you throw in an extra line about him having to go talk to June? Yeah, it's really weird. So, back in the digital world, this is where we see TK, Padamon, Davis, and Vimon have gotten to the city. They're right outside the gate and they have to distract the guard Ramon who's guarding the gate to the city. Mm-hmm. And Davis is like, all right, well, let's take him out. And we're, we're ready, Vimon. And then Padamon, TK and Padamon are like, wait, there's no control spire out here. And so we get to see Padamon digivolve to Anjaman. And I just wrote, Anjaman. Hell yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and then Anjaman takes care of the Gardramon with an attack we haven't seen before, Angel Rod, where he just hits it with his giant staff. Oh. And then he says, I nailed it. Very good. Very good job, Anjuman. And here I have in my notes, back in the real world... Bitch, that's June. So, June has caught on... Matt is trying to spin some yarn to June about where Davis is. Mm-hmm. And June catches on that Matt is lying to her. Frequently. So she's, Immediately. she's sneaky. Yeah. And she decides that she'll tell their parents whatever Matt wants them, her to tell them uh, if Matt agrees to go on a date with her on Sunday at 8 o'clock. Yeah. She, was, she had that ready to roll. Yeah. Ready to roll. Um, so, interesting. June is... Like, I still think she's annoying. But I do... I think... In the, uh, in the, I think she's, I I think she's annoying in the way that the fandom back in, like, the old days used to view Mimi being annoying. Okay. Because June is just, like, because she's not part of the team. She doesn't have a Digimon, at least in this dub. Um, she doesn't really, she's not, right now, she's not really aware of the digital world, despite them talking openly in front of her about it. Yeah, that was weird. Um, but she is still willing to lie on Davis's behalf, which proves to me that they may not get along, but she still has Davis's back. We cut back to the uh, TK and Davis are in the digital world, um, and they have broken into the city, and then Padamon is forced to de-digivolve into from Anjuman into Padamon because there's a control spire and he can't maintain that form in its presence. And then we see that Ken decides to call upon a stronger Digimon to fight the Digidestin, who are somehow 
blasting through the Gardramon, even though there was too many of them before. Yeah. But you know what? Plot. plot armor. And he calls someone up, and their voice sounds kind of familiar, and we get a cute moment where, where Mon is the secretary. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're Mon speaking. Yes, you would like... Hold on. Can I put you on hold? He's a good boy. And it's the per- the Digimon that he's called is Andromon. Who you may remember from season one. Oh no, this is the second time now that we've seen a former ally. I think, right? Who was the first? The Gekkomon, an Otamamon with Mimi. Yes. You're right. Yeah, like this is confirmed to be an ally later on. But Patamon armor digivolves in this battle, and so TK is flying ahead on Pegasusmon. Mm hmm. And Davis is left behind because Flamedramon can't fly. No. And so Flamedramon jumps over the Gardramon, and then Davis is like, I can't jump as high as you. Yeah, he kind of Spider-Mans his way around the... Yeah, Flamedramon is really cool. Oh, he's very cool. Yeah. He's, he's definitely, like, protagonist partner Digimon, for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Davis is the protagonist. Yeah, I kind of uh, felt like maybe Davis should have taken over as their protagonist, like, after this arc. Like, yeah. this sh- should have been, like, all about Tiki and Kari. Yeah. Don't worry, Davis is only the protagonist in this. Really? Yeah, whenever the adventure canon comes back, um, it's always about Tari. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. So, oh, I wrote, uh, hold on to my back, spider monkey. Flame German, probably. You better hold on tight, spider monkey. It's a Twilight joke. I know it's a Twilight joke. Thank you. No, I did not, not complimentary, derogatory. Yeah, Twilight derogatory. <laughs> At least it gave us a good soundtrack. Yeah. So we get to see more attacks from the Digimon than we did in in, oh, in the first season. Yeah. Like, they, they use... Because Digimon, I think, in a similar... Granted, I only started playing Digimon games when they came to Nintendo platforms, because I'm a loyalist. <laughs> They're using different attacks. Sometimes it's an entirely different attack animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they just say the same attack. Yeah. Like, Pegasusmon... Pegasusmon shoots the, like... Like, spikes from his mane. Mm-hmm. And calls that star shower. Mm-hmm. But the star shower attack is the really cool one when he, like, flies up in the air, flaps his wings, and they glow all, like, night sky And then the stars shoot down from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just think it's cool that we get to then use more than one attack. Yeah. Because I think in the games, like I was trying to say before, it's like they have four attacks, like a Pokemon does. Um... Anyway. Well, that's... And, in like, the Cyber Sleuth, they have way more than four. Yeah, they have a lot. Yeah. So, Armor Digimon power level. Where do you think it's at? What do you mean? So, the power levels in Digimon would be, like, Baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Training Rookie, Champion, Ultimate, Mega. For the dub. Yeah. I feel like... Is it not a separate... I thought it was a separate category. I thought it was, like, a separate level. No? Is it, like, a variation of the same level? So it's debatable. Okay, I was gonna say, um, champion. Yeah, most people place them around the champion level, but we do have some examples of armor Digimon who are very powerful. Uh-huh. That we, that you see in the, in the movie and, um, in other media. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of unclear. Okay. Either out. Um, so Andromon appears, 
and Kari is so excited to see her friend, and I'm like, ugh, Kari, please. It's like yeah. every every time there's a Digimon, you there's a dark ring around the body. Wake up, Pearl. Wake up. Wake up, Kari. Wake up. When I wake up in the digital world, and uh, I was trying to do celebrity skin, but copyright. So anyway, um, so Kari tries to appeal. Yeah, Carly de la Christ. <laughs> Not Kari Daily Christ. Kari tries to appeal to Andromon and being like, It's me, Kari. It's me, it's me, blah 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 like And it honestly it kinda starts to work a little. Well Um, things are not looking great for Kari. She is captured by Um she is you're like literally being held by Andromon. Yeah. Well, Andromon recognizes Andromon something recognizes else first. Davis's goggles, his ties. Yeah. And then we get um, Halsamon appears. So mm-hmm. now the re- the cavalry has arrived, and, and, and Digmon has something silly to yeah, say. Yeah, I say Digmon always has the best one-liners and entrance lines. Yeah. He said he tunnel he dig tunnels out from underneath them and says. I, while I was here, I thought I'd build this city a new subway system. He's so funny. And then Andromon proves to be really strong, and then Digmon is like, the thing about the subway system was just a joke. <laughs> Digmon is like, everyone's like corny uncle, but like not in a way that you resent, in a way that everyone loves. I love, I love Digmon. I think he's so cool. Yeah, me too. Um... I think he's a great transition from, like, Armadillamon being, like, a beast, an animal, mm-hmm. to a mammal, into being, like, a bug. Yeah. So it's, like, because the crest of knowledge we kind of see in the other armor evolutions with it, that they're all insect-like. So, carrying on that trait from Tentomon, I guess. So, Kari says something about them taking a picture together after the fight with Apocalymon. Yeah, and he's like, she's like, don't you remember we took a photo together and everything? Andromon's not in the picture. Yeah, we like see Andromon like recall the photo and he's not in it. So maybe he took it? I think he took it. Huh. Huh. I'm gonna ask our non-existent comment section to uh, remember this and let us know on Twitter at Two Gays Pod or write a review. Or in the YouTube comments. Yeah, if I ever upload these to YouTube again. <laughs> True. I will. Uh, so, with the power of uh, Kari, a.k.a. Christ. power of Christ compels you. Uh, Andromon is, overcomes the dark ring and frees himself. Yeah, he recognizes Kari. And then he frees... Uh, the, oh, he well, because Ty shows up. He has to recognize his Ty, too. Yeah. And then he frees himself, and he destroys the control spider. Which I wrote in all caps. I really want to emphasize for this. He uses an attack that we haven't seen him use yet this episode to take out the spire. Mm-hmm. He shoots fish titty missiles. Yeah. And if you're wondering what it is, his robot male breasts open up. And he shoots two missiles out of them that look like little catfish. 
and they go super far, and they're pretty small, and they take out, they blow up the whole Washington Monument looking ass spire. And it's fish that were living in his titties that he shot like missiles. I don't think they're alive. Explosive. They're not conscious. They were presiding, residing in his... Yeah, they're missiles. Greymon does the same thing. Metal Greymon does the same thing. Are his, his missiles fish? Yes. What? Shit. Okay, next episode. <laughs> um, so they return back to the real world. Oh yeah, this is sad, but funny. And they didn't tell Izzy about this they whole situation. Izzy jack shit. Izzy is waiting in the computer lab, which by the way, very impressive that they are able to break into this school in the middle of the night. Consistently. Consistently, yeah. And Izzy's like, you didn't tell me. I'm a member of this team. I've gotten us out of plenty of jams. And I'm like, yes, actually, Izzy, you got them out of the most of the jams that weren't, you know, required of you being the main character. Yeah. And here at the, uh, uh, Tide makes up with Izzy, um, shipping, shipping. Yeah, Izzy figures in real quick, because why? Izzy is level-headed and good. Yeah. Almost like he should be. Um... So, Izzy names the Digivice. Cause he they, does. They have, uh, it's like three, three categories, three functions. And I forget what they are. Detect. Detect is one, I know that. Desi, describe. Digivolve? I'm gonna look it up. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah. The Digimon Wiki is so funny because it's like, it gives you like sassy comments about what the quote section is. Oh my god. Saying. Yeah. Oh, we did not mention that uh, Davis is very intimidated by Anjuman. Oh, yeah, they're all kind of shook. Yeah. Es- on- especially when uh, they tell him that Gachaman can become Anja Woman. Further tying TK and Kari together. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is also a fun quote. Uh, so, Andromon, when he's like looking at Kari and like trying to remember. And he's piecing the pieces of the puzzle back together. He mm-hmm. says, Faces long ago, digi-destined. I love jigsaw puzzles. Now I see the complete picture. Can't, it's camp. It's camp, Your Honor. Okay, so we don't talk about... the Bruno. Ugh, thank you. So, yeah, it doesn't say what, it just says that the device, they're prodigious little devices. I know that one of them is detect, I think it's detect, discover, and something like that. So anyway, this gen's digivice is called the D3. And honestly, it's my favorite digivice. It is. Yeah, I think it's like the perfect size. It's not like too big. Um, it's not too small. It's not like it doesn't. It doesn't look like a beeper either, like the original Digivices did. But, but, I mean, okay, date me. But Izzy also mentions his friend Willis from America, who is in the movie. So 
Nice tie in there. Nice tie? Nice tie. Tie's not in that part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we pan over to see Matt cooking dinner for his dad. Matt's hot dad. He's back. He is kind of hot, yeah. Um, and he tells Matt that some girl named oh, June... I found the three Ds. What is that? Digital, detect, and discover. Which, detect and discover mean the same thing, and digital is not a verb. Yeah... Okay. Digitize, I would... They could have done digitize. Yeah. And then detect and discover are the... I guess detect could be, like, find, and discover could be, like, learn about, but, like, come on. Yeah, I guess that's what they're going for. Um, so, uh, to conclude our... Episode 7. Synopsis on episode 7. Um, June has booked uh, reservations at the most expensive restaurant in town for Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see Ken's mom again try to reach her son through the door that's always closed. Yeah. And she tries to leave him His really sweet, cute mom. His dinner, and she seems really sweet and cute. She honestly, I know she's like an anime character, but she kind of looks like one of my brother's friend's moms from when he was a kid. Oh. Um, and then Ken plots the demise of the Digidestined in his room with his fierce America's Next Top Model makeover haircut. His asymmetrical bob. He looks like, um, he has the same haircut as one of the Kovioko kids, I think. He has the same haircut as Kari. He has the same haircut as the girl from Kovioko when she's in the real world. Oh, Yuki? Yuki. Yeah. Also about, also very Digimon, Kovioko. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's Digimon, but like more explicitly for furries. It's Digimon meets Power Rangers, to me. Meets furries. Because they turn into, like, ant- the guy turns... No, it's he turns only, into a cat boy. He's only... It's only that guy. Because Yuki is, like, a fierce, like, geisha warrior. Oh, yeah. Um, so our next episode is called... is episode eight. Ken's Secret. Mm-hmm. Slash Loneliness of the Digimon Kaiser. Second only to Victoria's Secret. Just kidding, we do not stand. Um... Right? I also kind of like Loneliness of the Digimon Kaiser better than Ken's Secret. Because Ken's Secret sounds a little bit more mischievous and yeah. less serious. But, and also, like, because in this episode. The loneliness is, like, sad. In this episode, I feel very sad for Ken. Like, yeah. It's. It, you can, like, as someone who works with kids in my day job, um,. Kids are under an enormous amount of pressure, and to be considered a boy genius, that also must be very... A boy genius, prod, prodigious athlete, too, like... Yeah, he is... And I mean, I don't... I'm I'm a white person, so it's not really my, like, experience, but as someone who's grown up in pop culture, like, there is a stereotype of Asian parents and Asian kids having to feel, like, a certain amount of pressure to succeed academically, which I think is maybe more, at least in my experience and my wealth of knowledge, um, tied to Asian Americans. Yeah. Other than, like, someone like Ken, who is Japanese. But Ken's parents don't seem to be very... They, they don't seem to pressure him into being perfect. They, they really just seem to love him. So there, there's something else going on with Ken. 
so fishy. our next episode starts off. Do you have any notes on the intro? Not on the intro. I just I like I like one of the my very first note is that I don't know exactly if it's the first thing that happened in the episode, but my first note is something that makes me happy. Okay. So this um, episode starts with them talking about soccer. Because Ken and Davis are both soccer players. Mm-hmm. And they're going to... Davis's team is going to go up against Ken's team in the next match. I've always been confused because I am admittedly not a sports person. I don't keep up with sports. I don't really like sports very much. But I know enough to know that um, there are a lot of Japanese-born players on American baseball teams. There are, yes. So, to me, I always thought that the biggest, like, sport other than, like, sumo in Japan was baseball. I actually think baseball is bigger than sumo. is like, a traditional, like, niche thing, I think. Yeah. I think baseball is, I like... Me- I meant outside of, like, a, it's a westernized game. Yeah. But yeah. soccer is in the top four sports played in Japan. Yeah, soccer is just, And like- it is, uh... The the Japanese League, I forgot the full name of it. They call it the J-League for short. I did research. You did. They are considered to be the most successful uh, football team in Asia. Yeah, so I actually, I know a little bit about this. So, soccer is, like, fairly popular everywhere because it's so accessible. All you need for soccer Mm. is, like, a little bit of space, um, four sticks so you can set up, like, two goals, and a ball. Baseball, like, it's harder accessibility-wise because you need a big enough field where you can safely hit the ball. Everyone's got to have gloves or you got to have a ball that's okay to catch without gloves. Yeah. you got to have bases. you got to yeah. have, like, places for people to stand. You know, you got to have someone who's good enough to... Baseball's also just harder, like, in terms of, like, pitching is hard. Hitting a ball, baseball is hard. Kicking a ball, like, anyone... Like, it's, it's a lot easier to, like, kick a ball on, on a baseline yeah. than anything you do in baseball. Um, and yeah, soccer in Japan is fairly, they're, they're in the World Cup coming up this year, and, uh, the domestic league is pretty well established, um, yeah, I would say it's the strongest league in, in Asia, it or the Korean league. The Chinese league was good for a while, but they mm-hmm. instituted rules where they could only have, like, three players not born in China per team, mm-hmm. because these teams with, like, super rich owners were just paying to hire players from like Spain and Brazil and England and mm. all those places um, and it was hurting the national team so yeah oh. Japan, soccer's the, they're they're probably the best the Japanese like national team is probably the best team in Asia too it's, them, it's probably them or um, South Korea anyway well thank you sports center <laughs> you're welcome um, so there's a soccer scrimmage in the beginning of yeah. the episode well okay so but we also this we get a confusing pronunciation. Well, before that, so my first note is that one of the very first things that happens in the episode is that Davis gets roasted. I forget why. I think he like bumps into someone, and someone's like, "Walk much, Davis," and I'm like, <laughs> 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 "So everybody says Ken's name as Ken Itchy Joji." Yeah, and he's gonna be on the on the other team that they're about to play. Except for Yo Lee, who well, says it Itchy Joji. Like immediately, like like it's it's like. That Ken Itchy Joji kids on this team we're playing tomorrow, and then Yoli's immediately like, "You don't know who Ken Itchy Joji is? He's like a prodigy." Like a me- it's like within five seconds she says it a different way. Yeah, which to me just sounds like these are the best takes the voice actors had, and like, 
she was still messing up the pronunciation, so they just went with it. Which is not that hard. From what I understand of, like, the early days of dubbing, and Digimon was very early days of dubbing, especially something so frequent, um, they they kind of just ran with the punches and, like, did use what they could, which is why, like, the writing is so weird sometimes. And, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Lee decides that she's gonna get, uh, she doesn't want to kiss Ken, she just wants to get married to him. Yeah, she wants to be Yoli Ichijoji. Yoli Ichijoji. Um. Which, she uh, says it Ichijoji correctly later in the episode. No, she doesn't. She really? Because she keeps saying it Ichijoji in the next episode, too. Uh. It's like, Yoli's got goals. They're weird goals, but she's got them. Bisexual like them. Yeah. Um, Ken has fangirls, which I think is super weird for what is equivalent in America to, like, elementary school sports. Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. This much fandom for, like, a, U- a U13 soccer match is so funny. Because, like, for those of you who don't know, Sports Center Part 2, the biggest soccer teams in the world... They have like youth academies and youth teams, and they'll they'll, they'll it'll be like a I think it works like a private school mm-hmm. where like a big part of the curriculum is learning how to play soccer. So like Real Madrid or whatever, they have people in their academy as young as like nine, ten, eleven years old. So and they'll play matches. I don't think those matches for like the most famous clubs in the world for their like twelve year olds get as much attention as this match apparently is getting. Yeah. Um, it's a weird one. Davis says something about being a regular, like, if he can't beat Ken, he'll just be a regular kid. And he's not, he's a Digidestin. He's not a regular kid. Yeah. And Davis's goal isn't even to win. It's to, like, keep the game somewhat close. He wants, like, he's like, he wants to score against yeah, Ken. Yeah, because Davis's team did not make the playoffs last year, and Ken's team is, like, great champions. champions yeah. And then Ken's team arrives... Without Ken. Without Ken. They all get off the van, and Ken's not there, and mm-hmm. the fangirls are disappointed, including Yoli, who is... Torturing. Yeah, and then Yoli says something where she does not care about this game anymore, which yeah. is really funny because they're all there to support Davis, except for Yoli, yeah. who does not care about sports. My queen. My current reigning. Oh my god. Excuse me. Uh, Davis also says something about uh, being on fire or, or, or I'm so hot, and then Ty goes, yeah, more like lukewarm. Well, Davis also takes Ty's advice here, which is interesting. Yeah. Like, takes it, like, full, full, like, without any, like, caveat of, like, well, you, 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 you. He's just like, yeah, thanks. Uh, um, Ken finally does appear after Davis's team keeps it up pretty, uh, They're up one nothing at halftime. Yeah. And then Ken shows up. Um. They, well, they ask him where he at, he's at, and it, he had to, um, sh- shoot a sports drink commercial, or, like, take, sign a contract for a sports drink commercial. And that's why he wasn't at the game. And he hardly has time to play for them anymore. They call him Ken the Rocket Ichijoji, which I think is just kind of funny, because I, I just think that's a stupid name. I like it. It's because he's fast and powerful. You yeah. can't stop him. So then they have a soccer match with a bitchin' soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, and it's not at that point, it's like not really a match. It's more of like a soccer exhibition, because Ken just wrecks everyone on Davis's team, including Davis. Mm. He just dilly-dangles them. Spins around and goes around and well, scores. Well, then and... he, Davis manages to cut Ken off and trip him. Yeah. He and makes Ken a great, scrapes a, his knee. A perfect sliding tackle yeah. to prevent Ken from getting, like, the ninth goal. So the game ends 8-1 to one instead of 9-1. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Dave was all riled up about it. Meanwhile, Yoli is having a freaking mel- a freaking euphoric state about how cute Ken is, and Cody is like, "Do you want me to pinch you again?" <laughs> Cody's funny. Uh, he- oh, oh, we forgot something important. What? Ken gets off the bus and immediately recognizes all of the Digidestin. Yeah, he knows who they all are. But they don't recognize him as the Digi Emperor. Oh, I forgot one thing too. Yoli is like pulling and squishing on Poromon. Yeah. And Poromon says a joke that's like, "Good thing I don't have a spine." Which <laughs> <laughs> I thought was really funny. Was really funny. Poor Poromon. Um, poor poor. So yeah, so Ken gets off the bus and he's like all calm and collected. Then he sees them and he gets this grimace and it throws him and it shakes his poise, which like his whole thing is his poise. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna show them. What are they not, doing here?" Not really. He's just like, "Ugh." The, the peasants are here. Um, quote-unquote human Ken, like non-Digimon Emperor Ken, is bizarre. Yeah, he's he's weird. He's, like, really robotic. Like, the weird robot, like, in, maybe in, I, I think that when I probably first watched this and when I would rewatch it, you know, in parts on YouTube, like we had to do back in the day. Uh-huh. I, I think the vibe we're supposed to get from Ken is that he's just off. Like, he's creepy. Yeah. But this, to me, gives very... Like, now in 2022, it gives very, like... If Ken doesn't turn his act around, we're going to see him on a serial killer thing. Yeah, because he thinks he's... Everyone tells him he's better than everyone else, and he yeah. truly feels that way. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention is Davis, like, as soon as Ken gets there, Davis goes up to Ken and is, like, basically kissing his ass. I don't think so. I think that Davis is going up and being very, his naturally friendly yeah. self. Because I think... But it's, that's kind of a weird thing to do, like, when, during a sports match. I don't know. I think it's sportsmanlike. Especially if you're playing against somebody who's on television commercials. Yeah. So, um, Ken is just... You know, talking to himself about how he's gonna destroy them or mm-hmm. whatever, and I'm like, Jesus, Ken, calm down. Yeah. They just—he just tripped you on the soccer field. Calm, di- calm down. Calm down. Um. So Yoli, also f- still fangirling about Ken, so she's over Mimi already, I guess. And then a new control spire appears in an area that was previously clear of control spires. Mm-hmm. And they ask, what's the, the, what's the control spire doing there? And then Gatomon comes in with controlling, spiring, the usual. I love Gatomon. <laughs> She's very good. Um, also, I have, a, I have a theory at this point. This, at this point in the show, in the episode, I had a theory about Ken. Because mm-hmm. the way Ken interacts with Davis immediately after the match is like, kind of a begrudging way. Afterwards, he gets all mad. like, I'm going to show them. But, 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 like, when he's face-to-face with Ken, uh, with Davis, he's, like, he has, like, a civil conversation about, like, well, my worthy adversary or whatever. I think Ken secretly likes that they're screwing his plans up in the digital world because it creates a challenge for him. Everything in his life is so easy and effortless and perfect. He does it all perfectly. Mm-hmm. That's the fact that there's somebody who can even stand up to him in the digital world. I think that you have a great point, and I want you to hold on to that theory for later. Okay. But I also think that, yes, there is that, but also Ken is evil. Yes, I agree. Mm. Um, I also have another theory about Ken, but I'll save that for later. Do you... Are you sure? 
Yeah, because it's it involves another character who we aren't talking about at the moment. So, who's oh, Wormon. We can talk about Wormon always. Okay, fine. Um, I I came to this realization a bit later because like it was when he I think Ken is also a Digidestined and Wormon is his like partner Digidestined Digimon. Okay. And he's using the power for evil. Okay. So they go to this place that is like the Valley of Torment or whatever. It has an awful name. Yeah. And then... It's like an Elden Ring-ass location. We see that Yoli, Hawkman, Cody, Armadillo, Montique, Kari, Potamon, Gatamon all got swallowed into the ground. And yeah. it's just Davis and Vimon. Yeah, and it, it kind of looks like the final episode of um, Zero One. Yeah. Where they like are in the portal like where vertex Pokemon thing. Is. But it's also, I think, a callback to when Davis got swallowed into the ground in episode, like, two or three. Yes. So. And then Ty, uh, Davis starts, tries to start digging with his hands, and Vimon's like, we should call Ty, and then Davis is like, no, that'll take too long, and I'm like, that's gonna take longer than digging a giant hole well, with your hands. who knows how far they are away from the TV, but True, also, yeah. like, Cardi was able to text, so. Yeah. Get, get wrecked. Um. Um, it was an email. Whatever. Check your privilege. So, we see that the Digimon Emperor has captured all of Davis's friends and is hanging them out to dry to feed to Deltamon, mm-hmm. who is a giant dinosaur Digimon with, he's got like a regular body and then he's got like a skull dinosaur arm and a metal dinosaur arm. I think Deltamon's pretty cool. He's pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. He's legit. And he's not a Digimon that we see very often. No. I also, I was trying to find out, is this the first time we see the Digital Emperor like in person? Like he's there with Davis. No, he's like shown up riding on the back of other things before. You're right, you're right. He has, yeah. So, Ken is going to make Davis beg for his worthless friends' meaningless lives. And he can only save one. Well, that's the that's the twist. Yeah. Which... He... Uh, Ken makes Davis say, please, master. So, once again, Ken is showing off his kinky side. Oh, my God. That's not going to lead into anything in adulthood at all. Oh, my God. Davis is dumb and obnoxious, but he's very loyal. He is. Like, he is, in his inner monologue, is saying that he can't choose just one of his friends, even TK. Which I, even T, which I noted is a big moment of character growth for Davis, because I feel like episode one Davis would have been like, Kari. I'm saving Kari. Yeah. The others can die. I'll save Kari. I don't and think he would have said the others can die. No, but he would have saved Car- he, he, he would. He would. He, they would. There's. There's not a single moment of him being like. They would have inserted some dumb joke about him saving. Yeah, Kari. but they don't even have a scene of him being like, "I really want to pick Kari," like him even debating like, "Oh, Kari is the yeah. one I like." It's completely even. He's like, "I have no way to choose between them. How could I possibly choose?" And instead, another moment of character growth. He tells the Emperor to kill him instead. I, yeah, I kind of feel like da- that was always inside Davis. Yeah, but in him showing it is... Because remember in the first episode, he he says, the, You want courage? I'll show you courage. And, and he brings he, out a cowardly dog. And he um, he throws himself right in to save Kari. Yeah. 
No, I know. I uh, just because Kari needs to be saved all the time. That's true. So, um, he also the Digimon Emperor Ken also makes Vmon step on Davis. Yeah, it's weird. Step like on it. Davis. I don't like it. I don't like uh, it. Uh, my one question is, why doesn't Vmon just digivolve? <laughs> You're right. Why doesn't he? Why doesn't he just digivolve? But I guess that wouldn't be as good of a character moment. Oh my god, why doesn't he just did you fall? Are you what? being... No, I'm just, you... I didn't think of that, but like, oh my god, it's so obvious. What the hell's wrong with him? Yeah. What doofus? Because, well, you know, he's contractually obligated to fulfill Davis's character arc. Yeah. Uh, also, Ken says, just like the sands in the hourglass, these are your friend's meaningless lives. So no, nice, which is like nice days of our lives reference, you nerd. Well, yeah, it, it, it's it, that sounds like some like someone who thinks they're really good at poetry writes and it's well, actually terrible. Poetry. The you know days of our lives the the soap opera yeah yeah it, the the tagline is like sands in the hourglass these are the days of our lives so he's making it, it's just a direct reference to days of our lives. Which may or may yeah, not which there's no crossover. No, but it might have aired on the same network. But there's, there's no crossover in but those audiences. Here's, here's the thing about Digimon, though, is that the dub, a lot of the, the jokes are not to appeal to the kids. They're to appeal to... Their parents who are watching this with or, them. Or just the writers themselves. Or, like, a cheeky for the writers. Yeah. But I, that really worked as a tactic, because my dad would laugh at a couple of these jokes in Digimon every now and again when we watched them on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom doesn't laugh, so... <laughs> Just kidding, Mom. She's not listening to this, but... No, she's not. I don't think she has Spotify. Or Apple... Well, she does have Apple Podcasts. She's not on any phone. Oh, good for her. Oh, so, yeah, Davis is like, I can't pick which one to save. And he says TK's name right. Yeah. He knew all along. He really did. I drew, a, I drew like, a little, like, emotional face underneath that. Oh, my God. But, Michael, it's a fake out. It's... It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine, Digizine. But that was just a dream. Oh my god, this is a sec- that's the second Nelly reference of this episode, yeah. of this podcast. In, in case you weren't aware, the first one is when we reference Kelly Rowland texting Nelly on Excel uh-huh. for the music video for Dilemma. So, the friends have really been Bakemon the whole time, and so the other armored Digimon come in to save Davis and Vimon. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Wormon comes up to Ken with this little twinkle toes sound effect. It's very cute. Yeah. Davis tackles. Uh, I have a couple of notes before okay. this. So, Bakemon are now fighting the other armored Digimon, and Flamedramon is fighting Deltamon. Bakemon, like, we've seen them in the first, they're like they look like little sheet ghosts, and they have, like, scary mouths and stuff. But when they use their attack, like, a giant arm comes out of their sleeve. Their arms? So veiny. Icky. I don't like it. Oh, God. Yeah. So then, um, Davis tackles Ken, uh, Ken off of the hill. And Mormon's like, I'll stay here and guard the hill. Don't worry, I'll stay here and guard the hill. It's camp. And then Flame Drummond says something in his sexy Flame Drummond voice. Aside the question, so they, Pegasus Mon is also talking in his sexy Pegasus Mon voice. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Pegasus Mon looks more like a quote-unquote proper evolution for Potamon than Anjumon does? 
here's the thing. Patamon is supposed to be like a little gargoyle guy. He's a little guy, yeah. Yeah. Which, Patamon, as he's designed, looks more like an animal than a human. But gargoyles, in general, look kind of human-like. Where are you getting gargoyles from? Because Patamon kind of looks like a gargoyle. I don't think he looks like a gargoyle at all. I think he looks like a guinea pig with bat wings on his head. Gargoyle, I get what you're saying. Gargoyles are like are kind of humanoid. But I love the like strange Digivolutions. I like that Digivolution is not the same as Pokemon Evolution where like where yeah. it's a similar thing. I like that it's like literally that meme of a cat to a dinosaur to a dinosaur with a gun strapped to its head. Yeah. To like an refrigerator a refrigerator with an armored turret on top of it. Like I I think that's so cool. And I love that like Gatomon becomes Anjuamon and Potamon becomes Anjuman. But I do see what people say about Pegasusmon definitely seems like a more natural progression. I get, I don't think either are particularly natural, but Anjumon is like a straight up man, so I get why it's different. Yeah. Pegasus, in the reboot, Potamon just straight up digivolves into Pegasusmon in one episode. Oh, cool. So. Good for him. After all that... They confront Ken. Davis confronts Ken. And he figures out... Oh, Ken lets slip that, like, the same person defeated him twice in one day. Yeah. And Davis is like, twice? Yeah. And then Davis, and then Davis is, is like, like... I much prefer, prefer Blackpink. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I don't like, really know K-pop, You so just I, hear, like, Yoli... Yeah, I feel like I just pissed off a lot of stans. You hear Yoli in the corner being, like, Stan Luna. I, I literally have no preference between Blackpink and Twice. I just... Those are the two names that I know. I don't know it well enough, yeah. I know Blackpink's on the, the Lady Gaga album, I know that. I know it. I know enough about K-pop from being a weeb, but... Mm-hmm. So then Davis notices Ken's scrape on his knee, he's bleeding, and then he's like, where did you get that cut? And then Ken reveals himself to Davis as yeah. Ken Ichijoji. Yeah. Why did he do that, you think? Um, because he felt unstoppable and... Did- didn't care anymore. But, like, he's also starting to feel stoppable, because they have literally... Well, yes. Stopped I, him at every turn. I think I think what it is, as well, is Ken's like, okay, this will force me to do shit in the real world, because if they... I can't be Digital Emperor in real life. So I'm gonna have to, like, make, like, full come here full-time or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, and that also leads us into the next episode pretty well. Yeah. So, episode nine is called The Emperor's New Home, mm-hmm. or Overdrive of the Evil Ring's Magic in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Both of them, I think, are pretty good titles. I think the second one's kind of wordy, but... Yeah, it's a lot. We get Yoli recapping again. Yeah, she's all, she's very sad that her dreamboat Ken is the Digimon Emperor, but don't worry, girlfriend, there's still time for Mimi. Oh, yes, absolutely. It starts with it starts with Wormmon and Ken, doesn't it? Yeah, and Ken is really mean to Wormmon again. Ken just shows up, and Wormmon's like, what are we going to do today? And Ken doesn't say anything and watches his own interview. Yeah, Wormmon is trying to reach Ken. Yeah, and Ken's doing this interview with this reporter, and he's, like, completely roasting her, and she doesn't even realize it. Like, he's completely being, like, sarcastic and sassy in all his answers, and she's like, <laughs> It gives me very much the vibes of that one interview with Maria Menounos and Justin Bieber, where he was like, I like that laugh. <laughs> oh my god, that's Maria Menounos? Yeah. Oh my god. Also, he says soccer is his favorite thing to do over anything else, which I think is surprising a little bit. 
Well, it might tie back into your theory that so far, soccer has been the only thing anyone's ever stepped to him at. Or do yeah. this. And also, I feel like soccer is just more variable. Yeah. Like, because it's competing, as opposed to, like, playing a video game where it's, like, effectively math... Effectively, video games all mathematics. Yeah. So I wrote here a little bit about, like, the mortal fear of being known, where, like, Ken now has this very public persona as a boy genius mm-hmm. that I also wrote down about, like, this... This feels, like, so 90s. Oh, we're going to have news reports about, like, a boy genius yeah. from, like... Or a normal, humble apartment. Normal, humble apartment. And, like, yes, I, th- I still think this stuff happens, but, like, it's not the same. Like, we have, like, oh, these... We have Jojo have- Siwa. Jojo Siwa. As a great dancer. Now let's put her on TikTok. But she, like, came from... Dance moms, right? I, I don't know if she came from a very wealthy family. I was thinking of those TikTok sisters, the D'Amelios. Oh, yeah. Where they're, like, rich. And so, of course, they could spend all their time making TikToks. Yeah. So, Ken, he must feel like there's an enormous pressure, and I, I really I really feel bad for him. But also, what a dick. Yeah. Yeah, and Wormon's like, let's cheer you up. Let's go kidnap some Digimon and put dark rings on them and make them our slaves. And I'm like, Jesus, Wormon, you... Yeah, he's just trying to make Ken feel better. I guess, but, like, his way to... Okay. But, I mean, that is what if, what if that were, is the way to cheer up Ken. Yeah, but I mean. what if you were feeling better and, like, let's go um, murder some babies, and you were like, hell yeah. I, I, Michael, be, I'm not an evil Kaiser. I know. I, okay, you get what I'm saying. But, like, Wormon... Wormon's willing to do evil things to cheer up one person, which is... But Wormon feels bad about it. Like, Wormon doesn't want to do those things, but he what, his, what he mostly wants to do is make Ken feel better. And watch Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Uh, we um, also have this weird scene where this, like, professor... It's, like, it takes place after the interview Ken did, and it's, like, clearly not part of the interview, but it's, like, a flashback. Mm-hmm. Where this old man is, like, talking to Ken, which I wonder if it was more sinister in the original. Yeah, it's weird. Because it gives up a very creepy vibe. Because the other thing about a child prodigy storyline to me is that there is, like, the, the societal pressure of being someone who's known for being famous and whatnot, known for their talents. And then there's also this, like, this guy is, he's like a businessman. We get the vibe He's that like he, a super fan. He's a super fan of Ken. But he talks to him like he's his manager? It's yeah. really weird. But he, I was thinking that he might be like a tech business person or something. And he's like jealous of Ken. Oh, uh, I could see that. But I don't know if that's the case in the sub. I, I could be making that whole thing up. I, I've never, yeah. I, admittedly, I've never watched any sub of any adventure season except for the reboot. I kept up with that. He says some weird shit, too. He says that he always... The, like, Ken's like, are you sure, aren't you sh- a little old to play video games or whatever? Because he asks him for advice on level four. Of Donkey Madness. Yeah. Which is the game that Ken's, like, the master of. And the guy's like, oh, that's right. I always forget I'm an adult. Yeah, I was like, which too, is weird. too and, old for video games. Meanwhile, we, two adults, hosting a podcast about Digimon. And then, like, 30 seconds later, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be late to my advanced joystick class. And I'm like, what the hell are you... What is going on? I think I think that was a joke. I think he was making a joke to Ken. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, and then... Wormon, I just wrote, is a good boy. Wormon is a ride or die. Yeah. And Ken's parents are really nice. She makes... His mom makes her favorite... His favorite dinner. Which they say is liver, squash, and lumpy mashed potatoes. They are, like, having, like, sashimi. 
Yeah. It's like sashimi with like rice and like some kind of like soup or something. It's funny that they're trying to pass it off. Now that I'm an adult, I realize that that's what it is. But I also, I mean, I could tell. That was a, that's not what mashed potatoes look like. No. I just wrote here, Ken is like talking about something. He like, he He, just. He leaves dinner because he's in a bad mood. And I was like, Mimi would have slapped the shit out of Ken. Yeah, he goes up to the roof and basically gives a look at all these sheeple speech. Yeah, he was like, look at all these peasants, these ants under my... Running around with no no purpose, Mm -hmm. or none of them are worth me, or whatever. And then it kind of cuts to the Digidestones in the computer lab, and they're kind of talking about Ken being revealed as the Digimon Emperor. And Cody doesn't really understand how someone who could have so many talents be so evil and I don't like it either Cody people should just be good mm-hmm. people should just be good people um Izzy has the best idea Izzy's Once plan again, is Izzy's... to run up on Ken they know where he lives yeah wah pa 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 yeah he's so smart they're gonna get Togemon to run up on him yeah and then also during that Yoli still says he could program my computer any day and I'm like excuse me yeah, Yoli is... He's uh, enslaving your well, friends. Yoli, she, she definitely always backs things up with... Well, he is evil, but she definitely talks about how cute and sweet his face looks. Which I think is might be important for later. Uh-oh. Um, Kari also makes a lot of comments about that he seems so gentle. Like, he looks so gentle. And then TK says that, Kari, he looks like you. <laughs> so I said, Kari and Ken, shipping? Shipping? Oh, I also wrote, calm down, Yoli. Yeah. All about all this stuff. So, do you think Izzy is smarter than Ken? Or is Ken smarter than Izzy? Smartness is, like, a weird... Ken obviously has many insane talents that he shows off and is, like, prodigious at. I think Izzy is less concerned with, like, being the best at things, so he's not trying to, like, go out there and be, like, the computer programmer kid. I think he's just happy with doing it for fun and using it to help his friends. So I think it's hard to say. Like, do I think Ken is smart? Like, if they had, like, a computer science off or whatever, Ken would probably win, yeah. But Izzy has heart, which Ken does not have. But we also saw in the first season that Izzy was, like, the computer kid, which we said was probably really impressive for 1999. Yeah, definitely. But now we have seen and ha- or have reference to several kids who are really good at computers. Yeah, there's Izzy, Ken. Uh, Izzy made a reference to his friend Willis from America. Mm-hmm. And Yoli can do it. And Yoli. And Cody kind of can, too, right? Cody, like, Yoli was coming over to fix Cody's computer, remember? So, it might be that Yoli is better at technology. And then we cut back to Ken's parents. Because now the Digidestron are going to go... They're going to run up on Ken at his house. They are. Runneth up, Ken. Thou dost not want these hands. And we see that Ken's parents have discovered that he has run away. He has left a note. Yeah, they, the dad goes kind of apeshit. He bur- the dad breaks down the door. He says, well, I have to break something. Well, I think... What might have been implied, maybe in the original version, is they maybe they thought Ken was dead. I, I when I read okay, so before we get to that, they also don't seem to know what's going. Like the mom says something about donkey madness, and the dad's like, "What is that? We don't even own a donkey." And I'm like, "Do the parents not know what kid is 
like successful at. I don't know. It's I think weird. that the parents are probably just because I I see this a lot with kids and their parents is that parents are always well intentioned, mm-hmm. or most of the time parents are very well intentioned. There are bad people out there who unfortunately happen to be parents. Their parent again. I think this is a a subject of the time that Digimon was being dubbed. Is that the parents? I find this really fascinating. The jump in technology from the 90s to now, or the 90s to even like 2006, is so huge. Yeah. That the 90s feel felt like forever ago. Mm-hmm. And they feel like forever ago now, even though they are like 30 years it's, ago. It's like a different, it's a pre-smartphone world, so it's just so a different level of I engagement think, I think that the, the parents not really understanding what donkey madness is, is like they don't really understand this, like, newfangled stuff that the kids are into. Okay. So. So they break in, and there's a note. There's a note, which. Reads like a suicide. I thought it was a suicide note. I literally was like, oh my god. It reads like a suicide note. I was like, did he fucking kill himself? He's like, you won't, it's like, I've, I've departed this useless world. Your meaningless lives will not interfere with me anymore. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, he's dead. Well, it kind of does read like there's, a, like, he's killing off the Ken part of himself to just be the Digimon Emperor. Yeah, and his mom is so sad. His mom is distraught. But the, the dad comes to the immediate assumption that he ran away, which is true. Which I think is, yes, but, like, the dub is like he yeah. ran away. I think there's a lot of themes in this one. I think there's, I think, okay, so here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it down real quick. I think there's a theme... Uh, there are a lot of themes in Digimon that I identify with. I think there's a lot of queer themes in Digimon. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff about, like, found family and the, like, fluidity of being, I think, are very queer themes. I think the major theme for this season, as opposed to the first season, which was kind of, like, the theme was growing up. I think that's the overarching theme of Digimon Adventure is growing up. And it's especially in the first season. Okay. The second season, I think, has a lot to do with destiny, like the digi-destined, versus hard work and, you know, working for yourself. Now, there are certain aspects on both sides that are having to do with predestination, like Mm -hmm. the digi-destined were chosen for this mission. Apparently, so is Ken, because we see later on that he has a digivice. We see that the Digidestin work really hard to work together and work with their Digimon. And we see Ken being kind of effortlessly gifted and everything. So I think there's a lot of, like, I'm not quite sure. It's like a theme I'm kind of trying to work with of, like, what's, is it destiny versus hard work? Or is it destiny versus fate? Like, are are we the masters of our own fate versus are we predestined to do a job? So... The Digidestin come across some more control spires that Ken is a Ken is rapidly erecting control spi- control spires now because he's just living in the digital world, mm-hmm. and they bring one up in this. Oh, Ken apparently plans to capture Greymon. Yeah. To use against the Digidestin. And Davis finally has a good idea. Oh. Davis finally is like, we should just go right in and not waste any more time. And they actually agree with him. He's actually right for once. So yeah. Pivots growth. I mean, Davis, I think, has always kind of had the right idea. Like, he has the the big idea of we need to yeah. defeat this guy, but he doesn't always think about the others. And then I think that 
They go into this, like, lava world. Which, even at this point, Yoli says, let's go get that evil, cute guy. Come on, girl, get it together. Okay, listen, we all have a phase, we all had a phase where we were into really edgy boys, at least I did. I, I mean, I was a Mimi, but I was attracted to the maths. You know what I'm saying, ladies? And so they, TK says a thing that was like, this looks like the land of fire from the land of fire. Yeah, and I, a movie. So I tried to find out what this meant. Yeah. I have no freaking idea what the reference is. Maybe it's... But the best I could come up with was an Italian film called Ursus in the Land of Fire, or in its American release is known as Son of Hercules in the Land of Fire. And I, it doesn't really sound like it has a lot to do with... I think the Land of Fire is more of a metaphor in that movie. Yeah, I, I, I think it might be like... Um... And in universe, like, oh, there's a movie in the digital, in their world. I don't think so, because I think this has, this is a real world reference, which we saw a lot of at this time in children's dubs. Yeah. Like, Ash in the Pokemon movie dub, Jesse, James, and Meowth dress up like Vikings to take them to Mewtwo's castle, Mm -hmm. and then Brock's, like, I don't think they had, I didn't think they had Vikings in this day and age, and then Ash says, they mostly live in Minnesota. That's funny. The Minnesota Vikings, for those of you who are not sports yeah. fans. New man. Yeah, so, oh no, Greymon. Greymon's going to get captured by the yeah. Digimon Emperor. And so the Digimon Emperor sends a bunch of Maramon that well, are under his control. First, Wormmon is, like, cuddling Ken's foot. And is like, what if you put me to go fight instead of Greymon? Because Wormmon doesn't want to capture Greymon. Yeah. And then he, and then he like, gets kicked. Then Ken kicks him and he can't, like, get back up. He's, like, on his oh, back. Oh, and then... Ken is like, you fight, don't make me laugh. Yeah. Then the Miramon show up, and they're scary. There's the, well, Miramon is just kind of scary in general. But and also, this team is not equipped to fight anything no, with fire. No, and it was kind of funny. We literally got, like, five straight sequences of, like, one of them digivolving, and then doing an attack, and then not doing anything. <clears throat> and, it, like, with no, like, in-between. It was just, like, five times over. So they were like, we got a whole ass digi- let's try digi- Flamedramon to fight... The fire Digimon that yeah. didn't work. I can't imagine why. The Halsamon just made them more made them bigger with the wind. Mm-hmm. And then, and then Digmon sent them back into the lava pit where they came from. So they just got right back out. Yeah. And uh, finally, Gatamon and Potamon were like, oh, they fly in. Uh, the, uh, Ken captures Greymon and mm-hmm. gets them under his control. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, he flies Greymon in with all these air Dramon. Yeah, he's got the dark ring on Greymon. Yeah. And so I wrote, Oh no, Greymon! Yeah. And uh, then it's time for Gatamon and Potamon to try to fight these Digimon. And then Kari says, Gatamon, are you ready? And Gatamon goes, Always am! So Gatamon is ready to fight. Yeah. At a moment's notice. Yeah, she's, so when they were going to go confront Ken in the real world... Gatamon was going to slice his face off. Gatamon was the one who was going to throw some hands. Yeah. So, Ken has a a Digivice. Yeah, he does. He has a a black D3. Which was, which I I had my theory before I saw that. Yeah. And he decides that he's going to turn Greymon into Mel Greymon. But it doesn't work the way he wants it to. Guess what, Mimi? Not that Mimi. Not that Mimi. I wrote, didn't happen, Ken. You done fucked up. You done goofed. Greymon Digivolves to Skull Greymon. Yeah. And then he does something wild, which I wrote down because I needed to bring this up. So they're like, he's basically being carried like a hot air balloon, 
by the Air Dramon. So he, Skull Greymon, it was Greymon, now it's Skull Greymon, was tied to the Air Dramon who are flying over this, like, battle, whatever, um, by strings. And then, so, the, the Air Dramon's flying. Mm -hmm. Skull Greymon, like, rips the, the strings the, the off of him. Off, yeah. And all the Air Dramons suddenly fall out of the sky like that, like, they can no longer fly because they're not carrying Skull Greymon. I think the idea was that he yanks them down out of the sky. Oh, okay. Because then um, he falls, like, kind of gracefully. Like, he lands on his feet and yeah. stuff. And they all crash, and I'm like, but you can fly. What the fuck? Yeah. I thought it was weird. I thought it was just, like, a weird oversight for the animation where they were like, oh. Like, as if Skull Greymon was the one keeping them up in the air and not the other way around. Yeah. I think Aerodramon are really cool. They are cool. Also, and then Skull Greymon immediately takes out the Black Spire. Yeah. Which, then shouldn't he stop working for the, the rings should stop working well i think the implication is that ken has perfected his dark ring technology oh okay so the kids are like what should we do oh we should stick together and then pegasus mon says oh yeah great idea just stick together in a big group or, you, or easy target yeah <laughs> roast him and i was like wow pegasus mon's pulling no punches mostly because he doesn't have any hands <laughs> that was that was a digimon dub joke Did it so don't mess with skull Greymon. he is uh, Ken calls the Dark Tyrannomon to try to fight Skull Greymon, and Skull Greymon is kicking all their butts. <laughs> then he finally he kicks all the Dark Tyrannomon's butts, and he looks like he's exhausted, so he digivolves back to Agumon. Mm -hmm. So they see that this Agumon is Ty's Agumon, and so Kari is like, "Oh no, Agumon, Davis, TK, do something! They're getting away!" And I was like, "Kari, you do something!" Yeah. Fuck. The Ferdimon can fly. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no control spire here anymore, so get Anjabumon in on this. So this episode kind of ends with Izzy uh, waxing that, like, maybe if Agumon has fallen to the Digimon Emperor, then all of their Digimon are in danger. Yeah. And I said, Izzy, I hate to tell you this to you, bestie, but at most he's going to go after Gabumon. <laughs> <laughs> I think the other Digimon are fine. They are not the main characters. No. So, yeah. It's also kind of weird that Ty wasn't there for all this, because it's concerning Agumon. Well, I think we're going to get that next episode. Probably, yeah. It's a big cliffhanger. Yeah, it's a big... This is a... This is... We're headed towards, like, kind of the middle of this arc. Much like the nail on my left big toe. It's a cliffhanger. Okay. That was also a Digimon dub joke. Thank you. So... Yeah, what a, do you have any like closing thoughts? This was this is a good set of episodes. The arc is clearly accelerating, mm -hmm. um, which is nice because I felt like some of the arcs in the first season took too long. Um, I don't I don't think so. I think most of the arcs in the first season were not long enough. Like I think maybe they felt longer because it was a lot of the same. I think the well the best arc in the first season is the Myotis Monarch. Yeah, I think the weakest is the Dark Masters. Probably. But I, I do... I don't know, the Edamon the Edamon one. Edamon one Edamon. Yeah, Edamon. 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 Edamon's Donuts. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, his is a, that one's a little bit wonky. I also think Ken's a very compelling villain compared to... Yeah, compared to Devimon. Compared to, like, I'm a villain. I, I'm a I'm a big Digimon who's evil. Evil Digimon, yeah. I think that... Yeah, I think... I'm I'm interested to see what... I, I know I know kind of what happens next, but... The fun, the fun part about doing this podcast for me has been like because I'm taking notes on the episode and we're watching him more than once in a, a sitting. 
before we record is that like I get to like pick up on things that I never knew. I never knew why they they all played soccer. So yeah. All right. Well, that's the end yeah. of our uh, podcast uh, episode. Podcast episode. We will. Uh, we did mention some heavy topics again in this podcast, so I'll be linking in the description the new hot, uh, suicide hotline number. Oh yeah. Um, Thank you. Because you know it's always you know, it's always good to have that on hand just in case you or someone you know needs that. Yeah. So anyway, the world is big and scary, and uh, but we hope you had fun here. Uh, in a little while, a little time that was not so scary. Uh, except for, you know, what's going to happen to Agumon. Yeah, big scary. So we'll find out next time on Two Gays in a Digimon Podcast. Podcast.